just uh, trying to communicate wordlessly with, oh boy, I don't know what it is. You know, you just, the, the eternal struggle of every parent is, you know, the minute you pick up a phone or get in some kind of conversation, that is exactly when everybody needs to rush into the room and ask you everything. It's amazing. It never fails. Okay, so in an attempt to get my train of thought back, <laughs> um, I'll just do the intro and then we can get right into it. <clears throat> Welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff. You have, again, got two of us today, but different set of people. Well, I'm still here. Scouter Ken, I'm still here. But I'm, again, not joined by Scouter Colin. I really have to get back with that guy. I'm joined today by Siobhan Ward from... Now, which... Well, you know what, Siobhan? Why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, who you are, what council you're with, because that was the question I was going to ask. And uh, then we'll get into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so I wear the very mythical multiple hats in scouting. Uh, in my day job, I am a youth program specialist, so I work for Scouts Canada. I develop and create program. Uh, but in the evenings, I am Mang. I am a Cub <laughs> Scouter with First Blackburn Pack in Voyager Council, so here in Ottawa. Brilliant. So, um, yes, now we were connected. I'm trying to actually remember how the connection happened. I think Scouter Mike is to blame for all of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, because. Uh, we ended up in a bit of a, there was a bit of a discussion about the strategic development goals and how they relate to scouting. And then at some point he tagged me into the discussion because he figured it would make a good podcast episode. And I actually have to agree because I know we've done SDG related stuff. That's strategic development goals, SDG. So there's the acronym for you. Um, I know we've done SDG related stuff with like our Cubs and our scouts. I know there's uh, program content and badge content available on scouts.ca relating to it. Um, and obviously like I see it crop up doing the scouting five news bits that I do. Uh, I see it crop up in international scouting news fairly often. They, they, they come up again and again and again, but to be honest, I have only the vaguest idea of what they are. And so why don't we start there? Like, what are the SDGs? What are the strategic development goals? Yeah, so I'm actually gonna I'm gonna hop in. It's sustainable development goals. It's a oh, really easy sorry, one that we make it all right. I am not offended. It is it is not the first time. It is a blunder I have made regularly. It's a blunder mm-hmm. that is honestly sustainable, right? Media. That makes more sense. Yeah, it's fair, but aim. they are they are strategic goals, so that makes sense. So the sustainable development goals are a series of 17 goals that were released by the United Nations in 2015. They replaced what were the Millennium Development Goals, I believe was the original name, which is a series of six or seven goals uh, released in 2000 for the next 15 years. A lot of countries and especially a lot of citizens struggle to grasp the Millennium Development Goals because, frankly, in Canada, they were things that we we don't see every day. So they are issues that may exist in Canada, but not something an everyday Canadian may see. So things like child mortality and reducing child and maternal mortality things like uh, improving access to clean water and education, things like that. And honestly, a lot of progress was made on the Millennium Goals uh, between 2000 and 2015. So the United Nations said, hey, let's take it further. And so they did. So they released 17 goals, uh, basically trying to improve life, improve the world um, that can be done by any country in the world. So they relate to things like 
uh, climate action and various environmental goals related to reducing the impact of climate change, um, increasing equality around the world, whether that's gender equality, whether that's equality between um, immigrants, refugees, people of color, minorities and minorities. Um, and then things like, uh, you know, things related to the economy, creating industry, uh, building sustainable, effective infrastructure, um, creating communities that are sustainable and accessible and everything like that. So that's kind of kind of the like, you know, what the sustainable development goals are in under five minutes. <laughs> OK, so uh, and I knew they were a U.N. creation. I, I had never made the connection with the Millennium Development Goals, but I do remember those being uh, a hot topic, certainly some years prior. I'm going to ignore that call because it appears to be spam. So, um, I gotta, I gotta keep an eye on it just, you know, just in case work actually does need to get in touch with me. Um, anyways, so yeah, I, I, I remember the MDGs and so, okay, this is the, the follow-up to those and that's good. And it seems they've expanded the set as well from six to seven to 17, you said. Yeah. Um, and again, I knew they were put forward by the UN. So. They've obviously been taken up. I, I assume that it's kind of been the World Organization, WASM, that's been that has sort of taken these up initially and is encouraging NSOs to to get on board with them. Is that kind of how that process is working? Yeah. So really, WASM does absolutely need to get credit for leading the charge. They were the first people to really pick this up, from my knowledge. I mean, there were probably some national scout organizations, NSOs, who picked this up before, but WASM has been a huge champion for this um, at major events. So things like the World Jamboree back in 2019, um, Jamboree on the internet, things like that. There's always been some sort of SDG presence over the last couple of years. So that is definitely something that we used as a jumping off point for um, developing our program. We've also really leaned into some of other NSO's creations and how they've been looking at the sustainable development goals. But we have been pretty proud because we were definitely one of the first people to kind of jump on this, um, at least kind of in the English speaking scouting world, just because that's the resource that are most accessible to us. But yeah, Wesson has definitely been has been leading the charge. And I think they jumped on this about 2016. They were they were on it pretty much right away. Nice. And okay, so you know, obviously you mentioned Scouts Canada's program then was sort of developed based on all of the groundwork that they had laid. So what are, I guess, what is our program? What are the major intersections between how we do scouting in Canada and um, the SDGs and, you know, I guess, WASM's vision for how, and I guess just to World Organization of the Scouting Movement, W-O-S-M, WASM. Yeah. Just if you hear me say that, that's what that means. Um, yeah. So, you know, what what is our how are we really incorporating them? What what is our specific take on them? Yeah, so just like kind of Wasm started off with, um, we are mimicking them in terms of we are starting out and kind of we have been starting out by making sure we're recognizing what our members and what our scouts are already doing to contribute to these goals. Because that's the biggest piece of feedback we've gotten so far, or one of the biggest pieces. Scouts are saying hey, wait a second, we already do a lot of this. We, you know, plant trees every year. That's that's a big contribution to life on land. Or we do a, a food drive or a snowsuit drive every year. That's contributing to no poverty and zero hunger. You know, what's different? And that's a big way we started is recognizing the successes we've already had and making sure our scouters and our youth especially understand that they're already doing good things for the world. They're already making these incredible contributions that many young people their age may not even know are a thing, right? <laughs> that's a super cool thing about scouting. And then our biggest, our kind of our next big thing is we want to challenge our youth and our scouters to take it further. 
Okay, so you've been doing your food drive every year. You've stood in your local grocery store. You've collected cans. You've collected money. What's next? You know, we know that zero hunger isn't just about filling food banks. What are the root causes of people, you know, not being able to access food? What are the root causes of food waste? And how can we address them? What can you do as a Cub Scouter to help your pack understand and address these things? So that's where a lot of our more of our activities and kind of more of our, our bigger challenges start with, you know, is, okay, you understand the basics. You've already been doing great things. What else can you do? What, what can you do next? All right. And so um, I'll make sure there's a link to this in the show notes, because I'm assuming this is still the current page for it. Um, there's the, what is the page title here? Scouts for Sustainability. Um, yeah. So, and that seems to be sort of the landing page for everything to do with SDGs within the program. Uh, and as you might expect from a Scouts Canada page, there's program resources. There's a link here that says take action, which if I click through it, takes me to, ah, you can submit activity and also find activity ideas. So cool. So, um, but, uh, and then of course there's FAQ, but of course, I guess it wouldn't be a scouting program if there wasn't a badge. (laughs) And I see there is a, the the first link here on the page or one of the first links here on the page is badge requirements. So obviously then part of how we've integrated this into the program is to offer a badge for it. Do I have that right? Yeah, you do. So we know that as, I don't say as much as we don't want badges to be like the center of a program. As much as we know that badges are not the center of a program for every youth, for every scout, or for every group, we know that it's a thing. We know that people love badges, and we know that it helps to kind of make ideas a bit more concrete, if that makes sense. Like, not necessarily, it kind of gives you a goalpost. So we have created a, it's technically nine-part badge. So it looks like the Duke of Edinburgh is awarded the fact that there's a bronze, silver, and gold level, and they do get progressively more challenging as you go through. We have also um, divided each of those levels, so each of those stages, whichever you want to call them, into three um, themes. So we've grouped the goals because 17 goals is a lot. Um, As much as we would have loved to make a 17-part badge, none of the uniforms are big enough to accommodate that. So, you know, we have to think outside the box. Um, We have divided them into three themes. So we have environment, so pretty straightforward. We have society and culture. And then we have uh, innovation or economy. A lot of these are the economic goals. Uh, they're usually called prosperity uh, in some some UN language. But for the sake of explaining it to someone who's six years old, we've gone with innovation. So it's coming up with new and creative ideas to help the world. It's a lot easier to explain than explaining the economy. Yeah. So all that to say is we have developed these batch requirements, and they are tied to doing some sort of sustainable action. So everything on the website should be up to date. So it has um, the basics of what you need to do. You need to explore different projects related to the goals. These projects, we keep it vague, just like the top section awards. You can make it as challenging for your section as you want or simpler uh, and do some projects to explore the goals. So a lot of people hopefully got a good start if they participated in uh, Around the World in 60 Days because a lot of those were really great projects. Uh, And this has all been uh, integrated into Scouts Tracker. That is usually the next million dollar question after are there badges? Is, Is it in Scouts Tracker yet? Yes, it is. But for those who aren't in Scouts Tracker, you can also just track it however you normally track badges. And once you've done a couple of projects or actions related to a goal, you're on your way to your badge. And what I like about the landing page here is how it's set up. Like I just kind of clicked into, so you go to the badge requirements page and the first thing you get, of course, is the, you know, the achieving the sustainability badge PDF. Um, So 
you know, like you explained, you're connecting to the different themes and completing different projects along the lines of those themes. But what I also like is a little further down the page, um, you know, there's like, you can look at it there, there's call, there's drop downs or expanding content areas for colony pack, troop, company, and crew. So you could, if you're beavers, cubs, scouts, adventurers, rovers, you can click in and get a little bit more of an idea of, you know, exactly how the SDGs incorporate into your program. And then of course, at the bottom of each of those sections, there's a, uh, there's all 17 of the sustainability goals. Uh, each of them has a nice little graphic and then you can click on that. So like if I'm clicking on the no poverty one, for example, um, I see it links me to personal achievement badges for the beavers, Canada beaver or community beaver. And then if I click through to like good health and well-being, that links, you know, it's showing that that links to beavers of the world and to chef beaver and to Olympic beaver and to camping skills one and trail skills two and winter skills three. It shows how pursuing the sustainability goals ultimately links you to, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, regular program content, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And we wanted to make sure that scouters especially understood that this isn't a standalone program. This isn't a separate program and it's not a replacement. A lot of scouters were concerned that we were four years into the Canadian path bullet and somehow already replaced it. Like, no, 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 this should fit into your regular programming. Maybe you're doing slightly different activities. Maybe you're having some different conversations or using different review questions. But overall, you should still be running your same, you know, path programming and running it in the same plan to review and using youth input as you already do. It shouldn't be changing that. It shouldn't change the format. And hopefully it's going to link back, as you mentioned, to other badges, to other initiatives, to things you're already working on. Um, so it's not just, you know, it's standalone. Nice. And I, I do think that's an important point that you made because, you know, even... I don't think I ever had the impression that, you know, oh, this is going to replace the badge program, but certainly there is a temptation at least to, because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're volunteers trying to run program for our groups. And, you know, I remember the rollout of Canadian Path. I was really excited for Canadian Path and I was trying to make it work in my group fairly early on, even before it had kind of been formally launched as some of the materials became available. But then once it did launch, the materials kind of trickled out thereafter. And a lot of times that just seems to be the way with, and unfortunately, you know, that does seem to be the way with Scouts Canada is that, you know, something will be launched and the materials for it are coming and coming soon, but they're not quite there necessarily everything you need to know from the get-go. And so as a volunteer, you're kind of, you have these guidelines and you're trying to build program that, you know, meet that within these guidelines. Um, and it just feels like a lot. And then something else comes along and it can feel like, well, I have to be either or about this, right? Like I can either keep doing what I'm doing or I can do this new thing, but it's going to largely, you know, even if it isn't intended to, it's going to largely supplant uh, what I was doing previously. And so I like the way that this has been developed and presented because it really does show that you can just keep doing essentially what you're doing because you know in a way a lot of this is what we should be doing anyways um as part of scouts right i mean anything to do with the environment right like that has kind of been in the that has kind of been at the core of scouting from the beginning leave the world a little better than you found it right 
uh, has been a governing philosophy of how we do outdoor activities forever. <laughs> um, and even if stuff like, even if some of this stuff isn't necessarily as applicable to Canada, I mean, I know there are communities in Canada that do struggle with clean water, uh, with, you know, having secure access to clean water. Some of the indigenous communities uh, have been in the news recently for exactly that reason. But you're right. In general, you and I and most of the kids that are going to be attending our programs, clean water isn't even a thing that they think about, right? And it is kind of amazing if you think about it in the context of the world. You know, the same water that I use to water my tomato garden and flush my toilet, I can like that's that's the drinking water too, right? Like it's we have such an abundance of clean water that we can't actually use it for those non consumption purposes. Um, and that's definitely not true of many other places in the world. So I get that, you know, something like clean water isn't necessarily at front and center in the mind of our newer cubs and scouts. And it's unfortunate too, that right now we have a crop of beavers and cubs and even scouts newer to the program who haven't really experienced camping because for the last two years, that has mostly not been an option, but Obviously, you know, if we could be running the camping side of the program, clean water would be something that would be at least a little bit more in the front of mind for a lot of these youth. Because once you get away from, you know, your home and the taps, um, clean water either means you're carrying it in or you're purifying it yourself somehow. Um, so just, you know, again, looking over these program categories, it is easy to see how a lot of them, or at least a number of them, can be essentially touched on by just doing what we already do. You know, um, even things like, you know, good health and well-being, zero hunger, right? Because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we do touch on food and how to, uh, how to prepare food and all of that stuff. Again, so a lot of that gets tied up with camping, but, you know, it is easy to see how a lot of this could be um, tied into the program. Some of it maybe a little less so. Um, but even then, again, that sort of depends a little bit um, <laughs> on where you are. Me being in Alberta, you know, something like life below water, I have a different, you know, that, that's something that I would have a different perspective on uh, than someone who lives in, say, a coastal area. That said, there are a lot of lakes in Alberta and in Canada. So, so it is good to see all the different ways that this can be incorporated just by running the program we already run. Uh, and really all it takes is just a little more thought when you're going into your planning to be just like, oh, does this, oh yeah, this does that. And this is to that. And and that's exactly it. And that's a lot of the resources and supports we've tried to create are helping scouters and youth to make that connection, to jump from, okay, you know, we're at camp this weekend. We have to carry in all our water to how does this relate to clean water and sanitation? And am I going to take anything away from this, you know, going forward? Or for those groups that are still struggling to find ways to get to camp or in an area where, you know, we're still in a, a modified pandemic uh, stage and you can't go camping quite yet. We have all those other activities, whether it's things you can do at home, things you can do in your meeting, things you can just talk about in your meeting, you know, as a follow up to an activity. As you mentioned, it's just that making that last connection, making that, oh, wait, how does this relate to X or how have I contributed to Y? And that's that's exactly it. And that's that's where we're really hoping to help scouters make these connections, especially because we know where a lot of our scouters are the people who are helping to, to uh, helping to create these review questions for, for youth. They're helping to guide them through, through the planning process. So how can this be incorporated? And sometimes it's a, sometimes it may be a deeper dive into, you know, okay, we have to carry in all our water for this camp. 
What did we learn? How did it impact us? If we had to carry all our water wherever we went, how would it change how we live? Um, but some of them may be a more quick, you know, in terms of things like reduced inequalities, like how did we help someone different today? Or, you know, is there anything we did today that, you know, may have helped um, helped someone out in the community who we don't even know? And that could be something as simple as, you know, picking up some garbage or making sure that a pathway is clear and wide enough for someone who uses a mobility aid to get through. That's another big part of the goals. It's just kind of empathizing with people who are different than us, which is something we try to do in scouting, but maybe we don't always have tools or the resources or the right questions. And, you know, that actually just twigged something else in my mind, because it seems to me that, uh, especially now that we've overhauled, you know, in the wake of overhauling the badge program, and especially with the introduction of top section awards for all sections, um, there's a real opportunity there. You know, you mentioned things like clearing clearing a community path, things like that, right? Um one of the components of getting, whether it's your North Star Award if you're a beaver, or your CNE Award if you're a cub, your Chief Scout Award, your Queen's Venturer, or the Rover Scout Award, right? One key component of all five of the top section awards is the completion of a project that benefits your community or your country or the world. I believe that's pretty much the exact wording in the badge requirements. Um, and literally, like that is a tailor-made requirement that you can slot almost any of these into. Yeah, and using these as a jumping off point is so, it's meant to be so helpful. I know that when I work with my pack and I'm trying to get my howlers to their CME, they really struggle to come up with ideas. And it is absolutely not their fault. They're 10 years old. They only have so much experience to draw on. But a lot of them, you know, they default to, I'll collect food for the food bank. I'll collect, uh, I'll pick up garbage which is fine. Those are all very good projects. And especially if, you know, they can do that next step of how, especially for cups, how do I get the pack involved? How can I make it a pack wide or group wide food drive? How can I get the whole pack out cleaning the park? Something like that. But there's tons of these projects related to sustainable development goals. And it's a bit more of a way to kind of narrow it to a youth's interest, right? Are they interested in technology? Okay. Maybe we'll look at industry innovation and infrastructure. Is there a way they can do a project that you know, an e-waste drive or collecting technology for people in the community who may need it or finding ways to help contribute to adaptive technology for people who need adaptive technology. And hopefully it'll go beyond that, you know, okay, I'm doing a park cleanup because that's what Akela suggested and that I can't think of anything else. Let's see what else we can do and what something that's actually engaging and meaningful to our youth, right? Beyond just, you know, I did it because I I wanted my award. Like we've had youth for their CNE awards do things like um, clothing drives, um, and again, that was their thing they came up with, right? Um, which, and I, I mean, like, again, like that definitely fits into the goal, right? Like that's, you know, I would slot that in under no poverty, um, <laughs> especially around here and especially around now, um, not everybody has winter clothing and they really need it. Minus 20 outside with the wind chill right now and minus 30 tomorrow from what the weather says. <laughs> so that's in Celsius, by the way, you can do the conversion if you're listening in the U S a cold, um, or we had one kid who did a uh, a clean water drive. Uh, so like basically he was it essentially came down to, for him, it was fundraising, right? And he did a whole bunch of different fundraising stuff, but it was all to, um, he had a, like a set goal in mind for, I can't remember which program he went through. Like it was one of those international programs um, like Chalice or whatever, but it wasn't Chalice, but it was some, one of those international programs that works with, developing communities in poorer countries. Um, and they had like a, you know, okay, if we, for this donation, you can have, we can install a clean water system in 
this community. So that was his goal, whatever that number was. Um, and he was just, you know, bake sailing and asking for donations and whatever else he could to get to that goal. And he did. Um, but, you know, clean water was the ultimate aim in that. Right. So, and I guess that is an important point too, is that, you know, I mean, if you can do it at the community level, um, that is obviously hugely beneficial, right? There's, there, there's something nice about the idea of subsidiarity where, you know, like the biggest change you can make is sometimes right next door. Um, and if you can pursue it at that level, great. But that said, it does go to show too, that you can do, you can pursue a lot of these different goals, even if the end beneficiary of the goal is like halfway around the world from you. (laughs) There's things that you can do here that will be ultimately to the benefit of someone in a completely different country on a totally different continent. Um, and all of that still fits under this SDG umbrella. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a that's a really kind of hallmark of this program is, okay, if you start at that local level, you've been working at the local level for the last 15 years in your pack, you do scout trees every year, and you keep you keep up with the trees, you make sure they're winterized, et cetera. You know, what is that next step to take it to a Canada-wide level? What is the next step to take it to a global level? Um, and why does it matter? And I think that's the other thing is, you know, especially those younger youth, they don't necessarily know what's happening outside of their community. You know, if we do a park cleanup, they can see the before and after. They can see that the park was dirty and now the park is clean. Um, but helping them take it to the, like, why does it matter what a community in Nova Scotia is dealing with? Or why does it matter what people in different countries are dealing with? So helping them to make those connections, even if it's not necessarily, you know, we're going to go to a country and, you know, another country and see what it's like to live there. But, you know, why, why does it matter if we understand some of the struggles that kids in other countries might have? Um, and kind of making it as accessible as possible, um, but still at an age-appropriate level. Because that's the other thing is we can't, we know that every goal isn't going to be completely understood by someone who's five years old. That's that's not going to happen. But what can we do to teach them even a little bit about what a goal is about? Well, and that comes back to, you know, the uh, the 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 structuring and the tier, the the three-tiered program, right? The The bronze, the silver, and the gold. I love that those colors have made a return because, of course, like when I was in Scouts, you know, we had like the chevrons on our arms and it was like red, bronze, gold, silver. Um, some of the other badges had like multi-level as well. And again, like the badges would be ringed with bronze and silver and gold. So I like that that color scheme's made a return. Um, at, but just like how you've broken down, I'm going to have to have a ton of links in the uh, document um, just because, you know, there's a lot here that's worth highlighting, right? Looking at the sustainability badge, this is a two-page PDF, achieving the sustainability badge. Um, and, you know, it does point out it's like okay well we recommend bronze level um you need to explore a couple of projects um suggested section beavers and cubs silver level cub scouts and venturers so you know it does point out like you said that you know not every one of these topics is going to be something that a five and a six-year-old can grasp but you know it does point out something like clean water that is actually something you can teach to a five-year-old um, at least, or you can start to, right. Or the basics of, you know, climate and taking care of the world or the basics of like, you know, Hey, there are creatures that live in the water. We should really, you know, be mindful that we are taking care of the water so that we can drink it, but also so that they can live there. Um, uh, and those are concepts that, you know, a five and a six-year-old can definitely begin to understand. And then as you move forward, you know, the, the higher tiers are starting to introduce, like education and inequality and peace and justice. And then the gold level is, you know, where you're finding like no poverty and that's where the economic stuff comes in. And um, 
So it is really quite well structured to meet the expanding capabilities and expanding ability of un- for understanding of youth as they get older and stick with the program. Yeah, exactly. And for each goal, we have tried to make sure there's at least one or two activities that even the youngest beavers can do. So, I mean, we're still running with clean water. I like this as an example because I feel like a lot of people kind of get it. Mm -hmm. Um, You have things about like being a leak detective. A beaver can go around the house with their guardian, their parent, their adult, Ah. and, you know, see about is the toilet tank leaking and, you know, are the faucets dripping and things like that and understanding, you know, the very basic of what can I do at home? Why does it matter? Um, But then, of course, as we get into older one, we're looking at things like global solutions. We're looking at things like taking on a World Water Day project. Um, You know, we have partners like Water Rangers who tracks the health of local waterways using um, like citizen data. Uh, So collecting data at your local beach and checking on their platform if there's major changes and what might be causing them, that kind of stuff. Nice. But hopefully, again, we know that some of them like economy there's like two act two or three activities that are going to be very intro level why do some people have lots of money and why do some people have less money and why does that matter um not getting into solving any economic problems at the beaver cub level but at the very least maybe they can get a little start of why do people have different amounts of money fair enough so that is that seems to be sort of the uh the broad overview of the program and not even necessarily a broad overview like fairly detailed overview of the program um actually i meant to ask so the sustainability badge, um, does that go on the uniform? Is that a uniform badge? It will be a uniform badge. I believe they are still in the process of updating the um, oh my gosh, well, the uniform insignia charts. So those lovely ah. pages of the pictures of the uniform um, with, you know, where everything goes, they are in the process of being updated. Um, at this point, the badges haven't been released into the scout shop yet. They are coming soon. Okay. For sure this time, for real this time. We've been, <laughs> we've been hearing this for a while, but we actually, I think, have them in production at this point. So oh, awesome. hopefully by the time they're there, the insignia guidelines will be updated as well. So you'll know where to put them. Okay. Well, and I mean, like, again, you know, especially right now, things are a little bit wonky. I was just happy there was cucumbers at the grocery store today. You know, like, just stuff's wacky right now. Um, but that does feel a little bit more familiar. There's always There's always some little piece that's not quite ready for prime time when the rest of it is. Yeah, so. exactly. Cool. Uh, okay. Well, I don't think I have any more questions, but like, if there's anything that you can think of that we've missed, not touched on, um, this is a good time. Um, I guess the only like little plug is for scouters who are registered with Scouts Canada active with us. Um, a lot of these sessions we've done kind of very in-depth sessions as part of the virtual Training. scout cons, uh, and they are still accessible through the David Hughes Learning Center. I'm not 100% sure where they're hosted, if they're hosted internally or if it's, a, if it's um, an unlisted YouTube video. So I unfortunately can't speak to if it's available to others. Um, however, at the very least for internal members, you can find on the David Hughes Learning Center, everything from overviews of what the program looks like. Um, there's at least one that's a very in-depth view of every single goal and what that looks like in existing scout programming and what you can do to take your programming to the next step. So that's kind of, I think, the other thing area that I mentioned, but... Yeah. Awesome. All right. And of course, it is a bit of a tradition on the podcast here for, uh, as we close out, to offer shout outs. So if there's, you know, anybody that you just want to like tag and name drop um, because they're awesome or they did an awesome thing, um, this is that opportunity. I mean, just we had a, um, we had our committee, we had a youth advisory panel and we had a 
Scouts for Sustainability Committee way back two years ago uh, in early 2019, and many of their ideas are still reflected in the final program that came out. So that whole committee and our youth advisory panel who really helped us create that badge is definitely definitely kind of big people behind the scenes who helped us create an awesome program. Awesome. And I suppose I should, you know, toss a shout out Scudder Mike's way for uh, connecting us on this one and uh, and making this a, a possibility. So, all right. Well, it's going to be another shorter episode, but it's nice sometimes to, you know, talk with the people, you know, like with the, well, like with yourself and like with the last episode, uh, you know, people who are just like, they're in the know and they're on fire for the program and they can just boom, 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 get you all the information and it's right there and it's done, you know, don't have to get lost in the weeds for an hour. So cool. Uh, plus, I can hear some fighting in the next room that I should probably go and break up. <laughs> uh, working from home. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, Siobhan. This was awesome. And uh, thank you out there for listening. And until next time, be prepared. Be prepared.